ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bad Thought Therapy. I am Cherie Hardy, and I'm so thankful that you have decided to tune in, and I hope that this particular episode is going to empower you. Tonight, we're going to be talking about redemption and the power of redemption, and I feel very fortunate because I have a guest who is redeeming himself with grace and honor and dignity and there is so much that we can learn from his life and his example so I'll be introducing him in a few moments and I'm doing this show because so often in the news we hear about people doing bad things wrong things but what we don't hear a lot about is how do you recover from your mistakes how do you restore what has been broken or what has been lost It is possible to do that, and I feel blessed that I have a a guest who has done that and who is doing that. And so I know that redemption has a lot of different definitions, but one of them is dealing with becoming better. We all make mistakes, we all fall short, we all do wrong. The question is, what do we do after that? The after that can be a, a difference between building and destroying and that's what we want to talk about tonight and so what do you do after a mistake the past cannot be erased we cannot undo it we cannot reverse it we cannot change it and so instead of spending all our time focusing on the mistake i think it's good that we focus on the present and the future and doing better and being better and focus on saving what remains So to redeem yourself, if you don't know what redemption is, means to repair, to restore, to atone after wrongdoing. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome you to Bad Thought Therapy, Khalid Karim. Thank you so much, Khalid, for being here with me tonight. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Uh, Definitely an honor and a pleasure, and I I certainly appreciate the opportunity to share my story on your platform. Thank you. Wow, the pleasure is definitely all mine. Um, You are an amazing community service activist who is working to empower and protect and educate our young people. And that means a lot to me. And I know that your story didn't begin there. I know that you spent some time in, um, in prison. You were incarcerated for over two decades. And I don't want to focus so much on that, although later we'll talk about your your website, your your YouTube channel, and your book, which they they can learn more about you. I really want to focus on what you have done since you have been out of prison. And what I'm so fascinated about while you were there, because you were there for a significant period of time, what did you tell yourself, Khalid, to make sure that you never went back into a prison again? That's a good question because uh, people have asked us that. The parole board has asked us that. Mm. Uh, and it's a very difficult question to answer because most people don't sit down and ponder it. Mm. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I did. And okay. I didn't, I didn't ponder it with the uh, thought to come up with a fancy answer. But just to be honest, uh, initially, uh, I'm a family man. I have a pretty large family. And though, of course, they aren't the best, you know, dysfunctional as they want to be. I love them. But when I had my, I've always been there as best I could for my younger brothers and family. So when I had my first niece, 
uh, two years after being incarcerated, that actually made me sit down uh, mm. and think about think about you know honestly my life and, and where I wanted to be because I couldn't be there you know for my uh, my niece I couldn't hold her I couldn't you know, mm. pick her up and I did it with my younger siblings mm-hmm. um, and hearing of the struggles my one of my brothers got to you know situations a lot of things that were going on mm-hmm. seemingly after I got incarcerated and it honestly made me sit down I stopped playing cards at the table uh, wow. I stopped playing chess and checkers I didn't play tabletops for like 20 something years mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to play anymore you know because you know I, I was wrong I put myself in prison I you know committed a crime but I knew that the system wasn't playing with me mm. so you know when uh, I received a life plus 10 sentence you know I, I realized a little along the way like you know playing games is not going to get me out fighting right. and arguing over you know where I'm from in DC what go-go's what neighborhoods are the best things like that work going to get me free so I just took a step back from uh, the people for a moment and I assessed me and, and what I asked myself was that I want to die in prison, mm. you know, because I saw older guys in prison. I saw guys that were 60 and 70 and 80 years old. Some guys on wheelchairs. I'm like, how do you, you know, what do they do to be in prison this long? Wow. Uh, and when I saw them and I looked at them and I saw, you know, how much some of them needed help. Some guys were illiterate and they needed help, you know, with uh, filling out request forms and mm-hmm. canteen forms. I didn't want to be that person, you know, uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Nor, that, nor that I want to be the one family member that when needed, couldn't be there. Wow. And so, you know, I just honestly, that, that, was the, that was the God honest truth. When I had my first niece to kill, I just realized how upset I was that I couldn't be there. And I just focused on uh, getting in programs and growing and evolving. Yes. Um, yes. And that's what put me on the path that I, you know, I'm on now. Wow. You know, and, and what I hear from that, and that is just so beautiful, is that you were not just thinking of yourself, you were thinking of others. And that is, and being unselfish, I think that is for anybody listening who is trying to redeem himself from something wrong, is to just not only think about yourself, but how our decisions and what we do impacts other people. And you wanting to be there to hold your knees and to be there to help your family members, it just shows that you were not just thinking of yourself, Galit, that you're being unselfish. While you were there, you talked about and I know I've watched your YouTube channel faithfully and I've got to catch up on my episodes. You talked a lot about what you did to change because a lot of people, you know, they want to change. They have the desire, but then there comes the action. And what I love about your story is you took action. You did something to make sure you had the tools, the the, the knowledge to be able to change. What are some of the things you did in prison that gave you the tools to be able to make the change that you desire? Um, well, I, I think the first thing was, and this is a problem for a lot of people, I, I really looked in the mirror. Mm, you know, mm, mm, a lot of a lot of time being from the inner city, I'm from Washington, DC, uh, southeast, a place called Parkland, it should be terrorist. But I've lived, you know, in northwest of town. I've lived in uh, Maryland, Calvert County. I've lived in Arlington, Alexandria. I've lived in St. Croix, the Virgin Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time I was 15, I went to 15 different schools, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I had a nomadic life, very unstable and, you know, so forth. But that would be my reason, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, committing crime, fighting a lot, selling drugs. Oh, my father started smoking crack when I was at probably like 
12, maybe 13. My father started smoking crack in 1987. And wow. I watched him. Like, he would light cans with crack, you know, rocking in front of us. So, uh, you know, my mother was on welfare from 1978. Mm. Uh, she never had more than $100 in her pocket. And that's the, that's the truth. I've never mm. seen my mother anything more than that. Mm-hmm. And usually by the end of the month, she would give us a little note to go downstairs to this store that was in our building to this guy named Earl and, you know, get bread and the essentials. Mm-hmm. Um, but she never worked. And, uh, you know, she had, uh, you know, she had mental issues that no one ever knew about until later on. Mm-hmm. But what that was the excuse that was, okay. you know, when I sat in front of uh, Arlington County Juvenile Judge, why are you always in trouble? Mm-hmm. Uh, from a rough neighborhood, man, you know, people don't people always start in trouble. I ain't gonna let nobody bully me. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I sat in front of the judge or when I sat in front of my, you know, my family, I'm like, wow, what's wrong? What's a man? Like I'm saying, I ain't gonna let nobody bully me. That, I, but I had to stop blaming my environment. Those, wow. Those wow. things play a role in fashion. They do play a role in us. If I was raised in China, I probably would speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. I we are we are somewhat products of our environment. However. As adults and cognizant minded people, we can say yes and no. Yeah. And so I had to sit back and stop blaming where I was from. I had to stop blaming my father and my mother and my stepmother and my family. And I had to really look at myself and say, why did you stop going to school? They didn't make you, you know, mm-hmm. stop. You could have went. You know what I mean? You could have mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. and you had clothes, you were clean, you know, uh, you didn't have to, you know, go into corners and sell. So Honestly, the first thing I did was I looked in the mirror. I literally just sat down one day and I uh, on a bunk in prison. I said, man, I ain't, I'm going to stop going into the hole because I, I got into a lot of fights playing tabletop. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like going to the hole. It was cold, you know, and it was it was, you know, it was depressing back then. People kicking doors all day, 24-7, plug mm-hmm. sales. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, you're back here with people that don't care about their life, but you, shouldn't you? You know, so mm-hmm. once I looked in the mirror and I assessed my flaws. I assessed my, you know, my uh-huh. flaws. Like, I'm like, man, check your ego, man. Stop getting angry over that. Or, man, don't be, you know, looking for to impress somebody, man, by, you know, hustling and earning money to buy polo shirts and all that. Mm-hmm. Once I literally started checking myself at every turn, yet I stopped playing table talks. I stopped engaging in conversation. I stopped hanging with people mm-hmm. that only wanted a soldier among the crew. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally mm-hmm. started sitting by myself and picking up books. Two, I'm not a talker in the sense that I, you know, I don't like to just talk about what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my siblings, they know me since I've been home. My brother Cena's told me that about three months ago. He said, "Bro, you, everything you said you was gonna do, you do." And mm-hmm. I was like, "He said, he said, he said, bro, you was like that when you was." I said, "I was gonna have an apartment. I had an apartment at 15 years old for a few months, so I don't like talking." I like working. I don't because too many people talk, you know. So mm-hmm. I started working. I went to programs, thinking for a change, breaking barriers, mm-hmm. uh, NA and AA. And though I didn't have really substance abuse problems, mm-hmm. um, those programs had, you know, a good curriculum, you know. So mm-hmm. I stopped talking and I started, in, you know, reading. I love reading. That's one of the things mm-hmm. you have, mm-hmm. you know, bookstore. You, you know, every time you post books and people purchasing the books. I love it because I love to read. I have a little library here. And many yes, of the books I, I had love in it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and many of the books I had on the inside, I, I, I purchased now. I go to a mahogany bookstore in uh, Anacostia or wherever I can go. You know, mm-hmm. if I can find it somewhere, I, I'm going to get it. You know, I order it, you know, as best I can. So I love reading. I love information. And that is what propelled me um, along in the 
right area because I stopped talking. I stopped blaming everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I just dug deep. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's hard. I mean, I ain't no small guy. Mm-hmm. You know, 200 something pounds plus, you know, 260 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I stay active. But mm-hmm. I'm more active if I have someone beside me on the treadmill running, walking with me. I'm more active, you know, it's mm-hmm. easier when you have someone with you. But when no one is with you. You have to ask yourself, you know, are they going to be with me all the time? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like we have within us, you know, honestly, you know what I'm saying? God didn't put, you know, anything in someone else. He didn't put in me. So, I just have to dig deep sometime. And I had to do that. I walked the yard by myself. Wow. I studied by myself. Many of the guys out here now, I still deal with. I still mentor to this very day. They they, they are quick to say that, man, brother. Khalid walked that yard by himself in the rain. Because mm-hmm. that's why I thought. Wow. It's hard to think in the park with 100 people, 80 wow. people. But on that yard by myself, many people don't like the rain, the snow, the cold. I go out there and I'm like, that's why I ponder, you know, pros and cons and, and, and you know, so forth. So, yes, man, that's, I just dug deep. I stopped blaming the world and I started just checking myself and analyzing my flaws and trying to go about correcting those flaws and, you know, studying and hanging around the right people. I want to be an electrician. I'm not going to do that hanging around football players. That's I need right. to be around electricians, you know. So um, I just started spending time around those who were sincere about, sincere about evolving as well. Wow. You know, and, and I just, and that's what I love is that you just didn't think it. You actually took action. And for anybody who's listening to Bad Thought Therapy, just remember the number one thing is, you said it, Khalid, you have to take personal responsibility in spite of what has happened. And I'm, I'm glad you acknowledge, yes, it's these things that we grew up with and we saw and we experienced, they did impact us, but we don't have to be reduced by them and we don't have to allow those situations to stop us from doing good. And so when you took that personal step of self-assessment and taking full responsibility, that's where it began. You know, you mentioned something, and I I just mentioned this in another episode about spending alone time. I am a proponent of that, that solitude for a season. We need people, and our lives are better with people, but we all need time alone. And I'm so glad you mentioned that. So if you're listening and you're always in that hustle and bustle, you know, Khalid is giving you a great example of how you can think better sometimes when you are by yourself. It doesn't mean you don't want to, you know, socialize or fraternize at some point. But I encourage you, just as Khalid did, take some quiet time, a time of solitude, because I believe that you mentioned God. God is trying to give us answers. And it's just like anything else. If it's too noisy, we can't hear You know, in the physical realm, if someone was blowing a horn while we're talking, I might not be able to hear you. I believe it's the same way in the spiritual realm, when God is trying to give us answers and trying to heal us, but we've got all these different distractions, people and television and radio and phones and all of that. So ladies and gentlemen, take some time to deal with yourself by yourself and healing can begin. Another thing I want to talk about, Khalid, I know that some people, when they make a mistake or they do wrong, they cannot overcome it because of shame, because of guilt. They feel so bad and and the past cannot be reversed or undone. So we can't do anything about it. And the only thing that we have is today and maybe tomorrow. 
how did you deal with shame and guilt? Because I think to be free, and, and I know you're free because you 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 take ownership for your things that you've done and you talked about it, but how could you help someone get past their shame and guilt? Um, uh, again, another excellent question because it's not always, it's just not easy. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, and, I, and, and it's crazy because it was a, it was a guy from Richmond. We had a, a class that I used to uh, facilitate, and one of the guys uh, in there we used to call him Dale, and he um, mm-hmm. he, he said, we were, and this it's, it's crazy because we were talking about something like this mm-hmm. uh, change, how you know you know we use the street terminology, how you know it's real. Mm-hmm. So he, mm-hmm. you know, and he made a good point because I was speaking on love and guys focusing on you know self growth. Mm-hmm. And he came, you know, he came with it. He added to that. Even to this day, I always credit him for just, you know, putting it the way he did. He said a lot of us had or upset that we got locked up in the town. He said we really haven't changed who we are. That's why we can still talk about what we did, laugh and joke with our own. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, when you grow and you look at TV and it hurts you watching that news wow. and you see yourself mm. and mm. that's the truth because that's what called, that, that's one of the things I don't say suffer um, I've always been uh, uh, I've always been a pretty good guy I mean real talk and a lot of guys mm-hmm. a lot of us you know just good by nature God created us to be good mm-hmm. so you know, you know but we're fashioned you know we're, we're molded and shaped uh, uh, and we make choices and but when you when you're sincere about growing yeah. Then you have to really sit down. I remember seeing uh, the news maybe uh, 10 years ago, roughly, I think, guys started this game up called the knockout game. They were hitting people on the street. Mm. And, you know, sadly, I, I did that a few times in my real, my young days. And I never saw the results. Right? I never saw the results. You know, you hit a person, you run. Or you hit a person, mm-hmm. and they run. But I never saw it. So one time on the news, a guy was, you know, he got hit in, uh, I think it was uh, a restaurant of some sort, McDonald's or something, the guys ran up here above all. And when I saw his face, it was so swollen. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was in the cell and I was hurt because all I could do wow. was see everybody that I hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was, and I started to think, man, what did a mama see? What did a daughter see? What did a wife or girlfriend see? Or, you know what I mean? I just like, so it really hurt me. And this was 10 years ago and I'd already started my, my, you know, my, my, my journey of redemption, mm-hmm. you know, almost 27 years ago, you know, so, you know, uh, but I was, I'm always growing, you know, so even when I started, because it's one thing to read and to talk to brothers and to talk to sisters and say, look, let's do better, let's be better. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. It's a whole nother thing when your whole emotion is aimed at doing better, because then you begin to not yeah. just sympathize, you, you empathize with yeah. people, you know yeah. So, um, you know, when it comes to not feeling guilty, that is hard. I mean, because... When I look at the news, sometimes, and I'm being honest, I see my own flaws. Mm-hmm. However, me personally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I use it as fuel. I've okay. never been the type to wallow. I there can't. You go. I, and the reason I can't wallow is because one, uh, you know, the Bible speaks about you know, um, you know how God has blessed us, and He doesn't put on our shoulders anything we don't have the strength to bear. That's right. You know, so I know that whatever I've been through, I got it in me to endure. Yeah. You know, you had people like Sojourner Truth and her and Tubman in the middle of the night. Not only did she work during the day, you know, yeah. from five o'clock to seven o'clock in the evening, like hunched over picking cotton, picking lashes. At night, she didn't sleep. She right. saved people. She, she walked barefoot. She yeah. didn't have Nikes and Reeboks. That's so right. Come on. I know that when it comes to my pains or my flaws, all I want to do is help 
the next young and not go to prison. I want to help the next yeah. young and not go into the juvenile system. I want to help the next mm-hmm. mother see her son graduate. So whatever I can do, that's what I strive to do even to this day, you know, and, you know, we'll talk about that, but I'm, I'm definitely always working towards helping the youth and helping the community. And I always have uh, 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 projects going on and I have things coming up soon. So that's what I've done. Honestly, that's what I've done. I look at, I had to first dig deep into myself. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, like I say, that mirror is an ugly place at times, but most people avoid it. So when they avoid it, even if they grow, they don't mm-hmm. correct that flaw, you know, under the rib, or they don't correct that that habit, then those mm-hmm. things can come and hurt us later on. So I just decided to check myself. Mm-hmm. And when I did, it weighed, it does weigh heavy because, you know, I, 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 I have to think, I can't ignore that people have been harmed because of mine. So I think about those people. I think about everyone. I think about my family members. I think about my nieces and my nephews who didn't have me, you know, here. But I don't let that eat at me. What I do right. is, I, I call, I, matter of fact, it's true. For the last two months, I've been saying I'm going to send a group text to all my nieces. And I just hadn't done it. And tonight I did it. About maybe, wow. about, about, and I'll send you some of their responses if you, know, if you want to see it. Yeah, I think I, I text like eight of my nieces, you know, and all of them responded with words that just had me, you know, trying to wipe my face up. But I just did because, you know, I have nephews too, but uh-huh. nieces, and they, they call me all, Uncle, 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 can you come pick me up? Uncle, I left my earbuds there on uh-huh. Monty Shawnee House. Can you get them for me? Uh-huh. I said, yeah, when I travel that far, <laughs> I got you Saturday. Like, you know, uh-huh. but I love it, you know. So, mm-hmm. yes, man, that's, that's what I do. I, 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 I'm fueled, I'm fueled by mm-hmm. my mistakes and my flaws because I don't want to make them again. But I use it as fuel, and that keeps me going, keeps me going, you know. You and this this is powerful because you answered the other questions that I was gonna ask, like how do you stay strong? What would you tell a young a man who is growing up in an area that is this challenge with, with drugs and, and blight and poverty and all that? You've answered all that by number one is continue to remember how other people would feel, you know, or how you would feel by having one of your loved ones go through that pain and seeing that and thinking about that if your loved one was in the place of some of the victims, it would feel bad. So you don't want to do that. Recreate that again. And I want to talk about the good you're doing because we're getting ready to wrap things up. So first of all, tell them what is the name of your, y'all, if you're listening to this and you want to be blessed and get you some good, short, inspirational messages, you need to go to his YouTube channel. So Khalid, tell them about your YouTube channel. What's the name of it and how they can um, tune in. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that. Um, my YouTube channel, if you type up Lessons Learned by Khalid, K-H-A-L-I-D, Kareem, K-A-R-I-M, 75. If you type that up, it'll come right up on YouTube. I have over 30 videos talking about my life's experiences, present experiences, other, other, you know, people's experiences. You know, I'm not about flash and flare. I love I don't that. bounce. I don't bounce off the walls. I don't, I'm not just, I don't curse. I'm not trying to, you know, mm-hmm. I, I take ownership and I make sure that I speak honestly, very transparent. Um, it's not always somber. It's not always serious, but it's always authentic. You know what I'm I, I, And I see that. That is why I started watching your channel. You guys, if you want to get, like I said, some encouragement, um, he's real. It, it's, it comes right through the screen. 
and you can can grow through his inspiration. And so again, thank you for sharing. So remember, lessons learned. Um, Khaled Karim, you you type that in, it's going to pop up. Another thing that he has, which is just phenomenal. He mentioned while he was in prison that he read a lot of books. And, you know, I was old, I, I talk about you all the time. You don't know this, but I know a lot of people who have schooling and I know educated people, very few educated people. You're an educated person because you have read books that most people I know have never even heard of. And when I mentioned that left to tell and you're the only person outside of my, you know, maybe a few people, a handful of people I can count on one hand who has read that book. I was so impressed, but you yourself are an author and you guys, you, you would just be, Ooh, the, the, the inspiration just jumps off the page. Tell them about your book, Khaled, that you have done your book of poetry where, where they can get it. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate that again. Um, my poetry book is uh, entitled, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. um, I've been writing for a very long time. Uh, you can get it on Lulu com L-U-L-U.com uh, under my name Khalid Kareem uh, it's called I Was Just Thinking and that's what it is you know I, I have uh, poems in there that are political social um, you know I have one called Harriet Tubman uh, I love I love her I love who she is and who she's been um, I have a poem in there about my father I have one for single mothers you know uh, as a matter of fact I was honored by having one of my poems read by Dr. Zanita Johns, uh, effectively, she's a poet as well, named uh, Dr. Uh, they call her Dr. Zane, but she actually read my poem out of the blue to on a, on a large platform because she read Single Mom and oh, Single Mother, and it just touched her, you know. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I have poems. I have one called Breathe, and a lot of people love that because that's inspirational. And I thought about that one, literally just the hardship that people was going through. And I'm like. I love boxing. I used to train guys to this day. I still do a little training in uh, some of the rec centers whenever I can get to it. But one of the things that I was taught that we teach that anyone that does athletics, anyone that does yoga, anyone that does therapy, one of the greatest and main uh, aspects is breathe. You know, a lot of times when you're running, you're losing your wind, you're told, breathe. When you're panicking, you're about to lose your mind. They say, Breathe. You Come know, on. when you're having a baby, breathe. breathe. That's so, right. you know, one of my poems, that's literally what, you know, calls me to write it. I'm like, we just have to learn how to take a deep breath and breathe. You know, so I touch on a lot of things. Like I said, it's honest. Um, you know, I talk, I had, I had one called my, my uh, visiting aunt. I used to watch Ants Cross, you know, my <laughs> I love so, it. So, <laughs> I literally just, I used to just watch it and, and it just let me know that they have a place to go. That, and I'm like, you know, I ain't gonna stop them as long as they'll crawl in my bed. I'm gonna them along. You know, so, <laughs> I love it. I, I love coffee, so I wrote a poem on coffee. I love so, coffee. Um, well, I, I don't I, mean, you know, our elders, I love listening to our elders. So, I have yeah. a poem about the elders. I said, look in their eyes. You can see, you know, you can see journey, you know, you're just yes, willing to look yes. and you can hear stories if you're just willing to listen. So, and yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. I have off, another one coming out in January called Steel Thinking, uh, and that'll be out in January as well. Can't wait to And Khalid, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we're about to end this show. I want to just thank you again, you guys, because I'm, I have this app and it's only 30 minutes long. We're going to wrap things up. You guys, you have examples of redemption and Khalid Karim is one of those examples. Please go to his YouTube channel, get his book. I was just thinking 
and be blessed. Again, brother, I thank you for joining me tonight. And um, any final words to a young brother? One minute, any final words to a young man growing up in a rough neighborhood? What would you say to that young man? I would tell him, it's all right to be you. You know, you want to be a teacher, it's all right to be that. Mm-hmm. You want to be a doctor, a lawyer, you will have to be strong. You have to be strong enough to mm. walk through the fire. Mm. But that's what's going to make you stronger than the guy with the gun. It's going to make you stronger than the guy with the hands, the nice fighting game, and, and the, all the clothes and all the ladies. Even with the, even with the young ladies, if you stay the course, it's going to be rough. But you're going to be stronger than the ones that sadly end up in prison, end up under the ground. That's yeah. not because you're a better person. That's because you're just willing to do and be better. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is Bad Thought Therapy. Don't forget to email me at badthoughttherapy.com and at gmail.com. And thank you for tuning in. Good evening.